Welcome to Love Wild. I'm Andrew May. And I'm Katie May. We are a community that explores how to love wild and live free. We are here today to talk about your joy journey. We're here to shoot the shit and be real. If that sounds like something you're into, let's go. Yeah, shoot the shit and be real. Yeah, time's out a little better, I think. I like it. We gotta keep it. Okay. I thought we were gonna be like like high high shelf. None of this. No, we gotta go back to our roots. Okay. Sometimes loving wild means going back to your roots too. Yes. And it also means exploring new territory, such as the word fangry. <laughs> So if you don't know what fangry is, we made it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you don't know. Apparently it's a Transformers character as well, but fangry, you know, when you're, uh, when you're, when you're hungry and you're angry at the same time, it's, it's hangry. Fangry is when you get angry because you haven't been fucked in a while. <laughs> like two days. Yeah. Like two days for some of us <laughs> in this room on this podcast. Gets real hangry there. I mean, fangry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we just wanted to like let you in on that little little word you could take home. Yeah, because there was a few times where we kept getting in arguments, and it was just like it seemed to be stemming all from this one place of uh, Katie just seemed very horny and wanting sex, but not getting it. And not even asking for it, really. No, but acting out of that place <laughs> of of fanger. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had to come up with a, a phrase, you know, like, what do we call this? This is like, yeah, this is detrimental to us. Yeah. Basically, if we are in an argument, we should always ask ourselves when the last time we had sex was because... Not every time we argue, but I would say at least 75% of the time it's been more than a few days. Yeah. So if you're having trouble with your partner, <laughs> they might be fangry and you might just see if that's part of it. So enjoy that little nugget. Just a little tidbit. Yeah. To bring more joy to your world. <laughs> yeah. So like. As this year has kicked off, man, we just kind of have joked a little bit about like, was January even a month? Because for us, it consisted of this like long haul kind of COVID and uh, Netflix and I don't know what else. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A sauce. And Girl Scout cookies. Yep. <laughs> Those were like the only things that brought us any remote sense yes, of I joy or humanity. I keep seeing this post going around that says... January was a very long and hard year. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, it was. Was it that way for more, more people than I think okay. so. I, I asked on my stories who else could relate to that. And I got several responses that were like, yes. So happy new year. We're starting our new year this week. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So yeah, Kicking off the year, or like our goal was to actually episode 100 was going to be the very first episode of the year in January. We had this cool roadmap and COVID just like threw a, an entire wrinkle in those plans. And just the way we felt was I didn't feel like I could show up well here um, with with fog brain and with all the 
all the things. So, you know, we had that and went into Katie's word, which was radiance. And then last week, my word, which was resurrection. And throughout those conversations, we've kind of asked ourselves, like, what brings us joy? What are the things I think I even had like soul work for people of like, write down some things that bring you joy and possibly to the counter, write down things that steal your joy. And so we've done that. Katie and I have, have written down the things that really bring us joy. And we want to kind of go into some of that. And then I think to preempt this conversation, uh, Katie, you wanted to talk about like why, like why you would have a joy journey or why, how, how do you get mm. to that place of needing, you know, like uh, just being in a place of lack of joy, like take it, take it wherever you well, want to go. I think this all also started to bubble up for us because I was fangry and, <laughs> and like just from the course of like my energy lately, like I have felt more anxiety and I'm not usually an anxious person. So it, it's been a little unnerving to me. And I think probably to you, because I'm not normally like, I'm not, I don't normally like overanalyze or like get so stuck in my head. And I feel like I've been doing that a lot over the last few months for various reasons. I mean, I think COVID, you know, obviously is, is I think a part of that. I think the things we've been navigating in our relationship have created some anxiety for me, which we'll kind of talk about, I'm sure at some point, but yeah. So I think there's been a compilation of things that have stolen my joy and as we were in an argument this past week, you just said to me, like, I feel like you just don't like have any joy anymore. Like you can't, not that it's like you can't be happy or like, I can't satisfy you, but, but kind of like that mm -hmm. and realizing like I had to take a hard look at myself and be like, yeah, like I feel that. So what is that? And then, so we both just kind of committed to like, sitting down and writing out like what brings us joy individually and how can we really like choose that? Because there's times where you like you're in the thick of it and it is stressful and it's hard and shit happens and you're, you know, you're stressed. But what I've learned about the joy journey is it really is. It's sometimes a choice of, really releasing and honoring and surrendering to the process so that you can bring more ease versus what we tend to do, which is to try to resist or control. And that actually leads us to more suffering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think we tend to look for easy outs. So let's say joy doesn't feel like it's present. What is present? Well, there's alcohol in the cabinet. There's alcohol on the shelf at the store. I can purchase that and I can numb some of that stuff out. The problem with numbing it out is like, dude, when we drink alcohol, which I haven't had any alcohol this whole year, and I, I feel actually great about that. Um, but when we do have it, it's so fun and enjoyable. And I feel like, oh man, why don't I feel like this all the time? I can feel more carefree and just more in the moment. But the the problem with that is that if you have underlying stuff that you're numbing out, it's not going away. So like you may have that respite, but then when you come back to it, it's almost even worse because you haven't dealt with it. Yeah. Well, and alcohol is a depressant, like by, by science, I guess. Because science. 
by science, it's a depressant. So it might feel like it's picking you up and, and like elevating your mood, but it's really not. And when you come out of that initial high of it, like it is going to make you feel more depressed. And so, you know, I'm not saying like, don't drink, like you avoid yeah, it. I'm not saying that. Either. Yeah. But I do think something I heard recently that has helped me um, is if you want to be more mindful around alcohol, especially like drink, drink when you're already happy. Don't drink because you're sad or you're, you know, you need an outlet. Um, Cause that is when you tend to like go down a whole nother path. Yeah. Yeah. I recall when I used to work uh, in a childcare facility that like I would have really hard days and I would come home and just drink like almost it, it it got to where it was probably like four out of the five work days. So like four days a week, that's a lot of drinking to, you know, the point where I'm at now, which is there's like, there's no drinking and I'm really focusing on my health and my water consumption and all these things. And I feel better about that. That helps me on my joy journey. But if, you know, going out and having some drinks with people helps you on your joy journey, then by all means go do that. Uh, but yeah, I think I'd love to, if you feel yeah good about where we're at with that, like jump into what things specifically bring us joy. I have a long list. Yeah. So <laughs> with this process, I want to say too, and this actually made me heartened. Disheartened is the one where, but like heartened, is that, what you, is that even something people say? Like heartened would be the positive. Of yeah. Like I, I felt really great about mm. the process because heart what, centered, hopeful. I think heartened might be right. right. Heartened. We'll look it up later. I felt great about the process because what I found was that the things that bring me joy were so easy to write down. I like they came to me very quickly and I was like, oh, okay. I do actually enjoy things or I do actually enjoy life. I think sometimes in the grind and in the rat race that like what this life is and the pressures of adulting and parenting and uh, partnering yeah, and having a business or, or showing up on social media or any of it, like just being an American these days feels like a load of pressure because what does that mean and what does that entail? And it's so loaded that I found like just the simplicity of writing down things that bring me joy. I was like, yay, there's some hope because I was able to just bust out so many things. I was going to maybe write like three to five and I easily wrote probably 10 or more. So, um, yeah, Katie, if you want to just jump into like some of the stuff that brings you joy and if you want to like pop off on one, we can do that. Yeah. I mean, this process was, was similar for me. I think it, it reminded me of like a gratitude practice too, because I feel like sometimes when you just think about things you're grateful for or things that bring you joy, like you're like, Oh, I can, I can pick out a few things. But when you start like actually writing them down and like releasing them on a page, like you realize how much does bring you joy and how much you are grateful for. And so I, I think anytime you can just sit with yourself and really focus on something like this, it is heartening. <laughs> it is reconnecting because I think what I realized from doing this is it's a part of um, a practice, at least, of reconnecting and realigning with your soul and mm -hmm. the joy that your soul 
wants for you. Like we are human and like human existence can bring like physical pain and suffering and all that stuff. But I I think at our soul's essence, like our soul wants us to have ease and joy and lightness. So I think the more we can connect to that, the more we can bring that in to our consciousness. So that's kind of what came up for me as I was writing this out. But yeah, so one thing that came up for me was, um, was dates and that's, Mm. that's dates with myself. That's dates with you as my partner. That's dates with friends, even, um, dates with our kids. And that's something I know we've talked about, like, how do we integrate more intentional, like time together or dates? And I think that is something that always seems to bring me joy because it gets me out of it gets me out of the like constant grind of working or trying to do something on my business or, you know, doing this at home, you know, doing laundry, doing the dishes, whatever. Um, I think when you can be intentional with the time that you set aside to really further relationship with people and yourself, it's really valuable and produces a lot of joy. Yeah. That's a shared one. That was definitely on my list as well. So yeah, like I wrote going on dates with Katie, with friends or with the girls. Um, and just like included with that, like dining out, uh, is something I really enjoy. And COVID like put a real damper on some of that for a bit. And we're at a place, we live in Asheville, North Carolina. And like, I I see articles that are like, yeah, Southern ambivalence or Southern, um, you know, like, Southerners are tired of COVID and they just kind of are like, whatever. Um, but like we live near Buncombe County, which is very like, I don't want to say like Asheville is kind of like a somewhat liberal place. And so they're still a little bit funny with COVID restrictions and whatnot in certain areas, certain places. It really varies from like location to location. But, uh, with that being said, it's like, I, I really enjoy dates as well. And I feel like we kind of got out of the habit of going on dates and, you know, even like most recently, like we took the kids bowling. That was really a fun experience or like our kids have ideas too. Like our youngest Isla, she wanted to go to one thirty one main. Like that's one of her favorite restaurants and get a burger and like go out for ice cream afterwards. And it was a really fun date evening. So if you run out of ideas yourself, check in with your kids or check in with your spouse or, you know, any of that stuff. And then like also with this conversation, Katie and I recently, like we've been married for over 15 years and we have changed massively in that amount of time. Uh, maybe more so than the average bear. Um, specifically like with, you know, leaving the church, leaving our Christian faith, things like that. Like we married under that banner, under that understanding of Christ as the head of our family. And, um, you know, that was the promise that we made to each other during that time with all our witnesses and all our people there to now being two totally different people. And I I told Katie the other day, it feels like we have all this history and all this baggage, but we haven't actually, done the groundwork to get to know these new human beings that we've become. So like we're in this weird dichotomy of we have 15 years worth of history and having children together and all these experiences, but yet do we really know each other very well? Cause 
Katie's into some very different things of like who I know her to be. And whenever someone doesn't act out of like who you think them to be or who you think they are, a lot of times we get scared and we try to either box them in or uh, just like, it's a reflection of yourself. It's like, well, if, if this isn't who you are, then what does that say about me? And so we are in this place now of feeling like we need to actually just date each other. And I think that holds true to any marriage, whether you're, you've gone through the kind of journey that we have or not. I think that you, it's important that if you've been married for 10 years, 20 years to continue to date your, continue to date your partner. Yeah, I think that's a really important point of how to bring more joy back to your partnership and your relationship is don't don't become complacent or just okay doing the same old things all the time cuz you will like disconnect and you will get bored. <laughs> like it's just part of being human, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so like potentially something that would be helpful is creating a joy list with your with your partner. So we did these as standalone type things, but if you were to get together with your partner and say like, what do we enjoy doing together? What are some things we have thought about doing, but have never done, but maybe would enjoy. So like Katie and I are going on a date on Saturday. She's never been ax throwing and I have, and I think it's so freaking fun. So, you know, that's potentially what we're going to do on Saturday. So, you know, getting creative and coming up with new things, but also realizing like what does bring you joy that you have done and focusing on that. Yeah. So that was, that was my first thing was just dates. Um, I think the other thing, like a simple joy is I love going to a like coffee shop, like a local, like cool, fun, like coffee shop with cool drinks. Like every time I'm in one, I just feel like so cozy and so connected to just being in that moment. Um, so much like, so this morning I was like running errands and I was like, Oh man, I'd be cool to like pop into this coffee shop downtown for a few minutes. And and I was like, Oh, I'm so busy. Like I need to get home. And I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Like, this is something that brings you joy. Like take 30 minutes out of your day, like get a cup of coffee, sit down, take your journal and just enjoy it. Um, and I did, and it was so refreshing to just take that time to do something that I love. And it's so simple. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, maybe that's why we're married and we've been married for so long is like, I think we have similar joys. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily on my list, but that's definitely something that I really enjoy doing. Like if we're going to a town, I will look up what the breweries are and what the coffee shops are. And like coffee shops are the main one that I like care a little bit more about even more so than the breweries. Um, yeah, because it, it does, it almost requires you to just be more present and to be in that space and whatnot. And I even like the bucks, you know, there's nothing wrong with the bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Starbucks. We don't, those hate, who aren't. we don't hate on the bucks. No, <laughs> they gave me free coffee the other day. <laughs> so yeah, one of mine, the very first one I wrote was hiking and it was interesting to me because I wrote it down, but I was like, when was the last time you went hiking, bitch? I, I haven't been hiking in a while. And I do a lot in the fall with my couples and whatnot, but I don't know that I actually went on my own hikes. I, I would occasionally, but even just getting out on a trail, I think sometimes we think that there has to be some destination. There has to be a waterfall or a view or a something, but 
it's more just about connecting with nature, connecting with yourself and going deep within. And that's what I really enjoy about hiking. I love the movement. I love the calmness of my mind and the fact that I'm not constantly looking at my phone. I don't really pull out my phone whenever I'm on a hike, unless there's like a really killer view. Uh, but that's something to me where it's like in the winter, sometimes when it's like today's rainy as shit, it's like, I'm not going today, obviously, but there's, there's times where it's like, Oh, it's cold, but you know, Andrew, you know how to bundle up buddy, you know, and you know that once you get out there, you warm up very quickly when you get moving. So sometimes I think that we need these reminders that we enjoy the things that we enjoy. Sometimes we Mm. forget, neglect, or just are so busy with our lives that we just are like, Oh yeah, I do really enjoy doing that thing, but I haven't, I've been out of habit of doing that thing. So I haven't done it. Yeah. I think it's reminding yourself what you actually enjoy doing. And, you know, sometimes it's even like things that you used to like doing as a kid. Like some of those things need to come back. Like laser tag, video games, art, like coloring. I mean, just little like simple things like that. Um, But yeah, hiking and walking outside and just being outside is definitely on my joy list for sure. So basically we need to hike more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that you, when you were talking about the coffee shop and talking about your experience this morning today, I think that something that we all fall prey to is the I'm busy excuse. And we are busy. Like you're busy. I'm busy. The world's busy. But I also feel like we make the time for the things that are really important to us. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you're saying you're too busy for something, it just means that you are reacting to life, that you're, you're being pulled in so many directions and you're not actually dictating much of anything, much of your story or much of how your day goes. Now, there are certain days where, yeah, it's just way too busy and you don't have time to do that. And that's legitimate. But then I think more often than not a higher percentage of the time, we could have the time for these things that we say we don't have time for. Oh, I'm too busy to work out. Are you, or did you like stay up too late watching shows or did you like eat a bunch right before bed and got shitty sleep or like, what are these things that we aren't making time for? Because a lot of times we'll find our joy in those things that we quote unquote don't have time for. Yeah. And I think even if you just made a commitment like once a week to schedule something in that brings you immense joy, that would be enough. Like I've been, I haven't done one of these in a while, but when I was doing the artist way, one of the things, the practices that she has you do is an artist date every week for two hours. And it's just basically an excuse to schedule like a fun experience for yourself only it could be and it doesn't have to be something like that you go do and create art with but like something that actually like helps you to just be in the moment and enjoying it and I think that's important like I think so often we think oh I've got to do this every day or you know and yeah that would be great but some days you don't have time (laughs) for for things but can you at least once a week pick one thing that you're like this is my joy time And I'm going to like commit to this every week. Yeah. So I would say along with this whole conversation, 
like don't procrastinate your joy. And I think that's what we do when we just push it off to later because it, something that happens too is later doesn't come. Like later is, I mean, later is there, but you you legitimately don't have time for it. It's dinner time. You're making dinner. You're getting the kids in bed. You don't have time to go to the coffee shop then. So yeah, I would say don't procrastinate your joy. And a tactile, helpful thing to make sure you're not procrastinating joy or other things is there's a, it's a, it's a really dumb thing, but it actually can work. It's called the three, two, one rule. And it's basically like you, like we get stressed with all the things that are going on in our lives, but like we can definitely count. Right. So, uh, that's something that's easier to do. You just say three, two, one, and then you go and do the thing that you're wanting to do. So if it's go for a walk and like you're in the middle of a grind of working and whatnot, and you're like, I just need to take a break. Like instead of going and laying on the couch or getting on your phone and just scrolling, just saying three, two, one go. And like, you just stand up and you, you move and you go out the door. Uh, it's a, it's a weird motivational trick that kind of, um, I would encourage you to do if you're, if you're wanting to not postpone that thing. So like for, in your case, it's like, Oh, I'm so busy. It's like, what, what do I really want to do right now? Okay. Three, two, one, let's go. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like listening to a nudge, like <laughs> just, just do it, yeah. just do it. Like, you know, cause I, in my head I was like, Oh, I'll just journal when I get home or I'll, you know, and it's like, I knew that was probably not going to happen. Cause I would get home and there'd be other things I needed to do or whatever. And so I think it is just like taking, taking that moment that you know is going to bring you joy and like capitalize on it. I mean, I think that's a bumper sticker. Don't postpone joy. I think is a bumper sticker. Yeah. They got that from me. Yeah. They must listen to <laughs> They must be in your head. Love wild. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, um, the other, another thing that's on my list is, um, family dates, family movie nights and playing video games as a family that that has been really fun for me lately. Yeah. Yeah. I've thoroughly enjoyed that. We, yeah, we, we've got a Nintendo switch and with the kids specifically, they love playing, um, like Mario party, all stars, Mario party. But then most recently we've been playing, um, what is it called? Mario superstar or something. I don't even know the name of the games. <laughs> I just show up and play them. Uh, super Mario 3d world is what this one's called. And like, it's fun. You can turn into a cat in the game and climb up walls. And it's like four player. It's not necessarily co-op, but it's four players. So all four of us get our own controller and we get to, move through the levels and yeah, there's some cussing, there's some yelling, there's some frustration. You stole my bell. Like you're <laughs> all these things, but we have a good time playing together and not thinking about the other just shit of the world. So that's a really fun thing that I've enjoyed. So when, when I was a kid, you know, five, six, seven, uh, we had a, a Nintendo NES, the original, like Nintendo system. And my dad and I would play Contra and I, I, it's just like this little pew pew shooter. And it's, it, it made me kind of like really love and appreciate video games, but also like playing with other people, playing with family. And 
So yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed that as well. But I also like, yeah, video games was on my list as something I really enjoy. I love getting kind of enveloped into a narrative or into a story and feel like I'm somewhat controlling what's going to happen in that world. I like being taken to a different world, a fantasy world or a, you know, a Super Mario 3D world, a different place that's not earth, you know, that you can move around in different ways and think in different ways and just be creative in different ways. And so, yeah, uh, video games are really important to me, even though like I know people people can be a little cynical about games. Like it's such a waste of time or like these things that I'm like, it's not a waste of time. You know, you, people can, anything can be bad if you have too much of it. Yes. If you're playing 12 hours of call of duty a day, that's bad. I think, uh, if you're, if you're over consuming alcohol, yeah, that's bad. If you're over consuming anything, it's bad. But I don't think that a whole lot of things are like inherently bad. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really evaluating our relationship with things. Like if it's, Mm -hmm. if it's distracting you from like something you need to do, like right in front of you or like disconnecting from you with other people consistently, that's one thing. But yeah, if it's, if it's a stress reliever and it it's, you know, in moderation, I think it's awesome. For sure. Yeah. I'm going to read a couple more of mine, um, that are like just kind of rapid fire. So like playing the drums, I recently got a new drum kit and I love sitting and playing sometimes when I'm calling photos or I've been editing video for a really long time, my eyes get tired and I, my work starts to decline. So just getting up and taking like a, a six minute break to play a couple of songs on the drums is like so great and creative and I really enjoy it. And then, um, and it's nostalgic. Like I, I've played since I was like 12. And so it kind of takes me back to some of the the good old days. Uh, I love the sauna. Uh, I've talked about that on here a number of times. It's helpful for my recovery. It's just helpful mentally for me to kind of be present and in a moment. And I enjoy sweating. I, I enjoy like that whole experience. I enjoy stretching in there, kind of doing some yoga type stuff um, and exercise as well actually brings me a lot of joy. So, and it helps me to feel just better as well. So, um, and then lastly too, with that, like I love going to the movie theater. It's something I kind of discovered in the last like three or so years, two or three years. Um, I just pay 18 bucks a month and I can go see as many movies as I want at our regal theater. And I just really enjoy, there's a new film coming out. I'm going to go to the theater and see it. I like the theater experience. So yeah, I'm going to go see Jackass forever tonight. Like (laughs) that's, it's not like I think this is going to be some amazing cinematic experience, but it's just like, this is fun. It's a new release. I'm going to go check it out with a buddy. It's like, it's what we talked about before too, of like going out on dates, like dates with friends, dates with family, dates with the kiddos, all of that stuff brings me joy. So, and I light up a little bit more. I start talking faster whenever I think about those things. Cause it, I actually care about them. Yeah. I love that. Um, so for me, I love rituals, whether that's like a bath ritual, which for me looks like not just taking a bath. It's like, I put music on and I light a candle and I usually have some like special salts or some sort of bath soak. And I, 
make like a little ritual out of it. And I usually spend anywhere from like 30 minutes to an hour in the bathtub. Um, but also like our moon rituals and, and that's something that we aren't always consistent with, but we try to do like a new moon and a full moon ritual as a family. And it's just a time for us to like come together and share kind of like what's on our hearts, what we want to be intentional about, what we want to let go of. Um, and it's just become like a really sacred time that we share together. So I've found a lot of joy in that. Um, I think sex and pleasure sessions is something that does bring me a lot of joy and keeps me from being fangry. So it's it's a dual purpose. (laughs) (laughs) And then just, um, I think connecting to like the elements, whether that's like having a fire or doing stuff with water or being out in, in nature and breathing the air or, um, you know, just grounding with earth. Like sometimes that even just looks like me walking barefoot outside or sitting down in the grass or touching a tree, like anything to connect me to the elements has, I've, I've recently discovered like is very joyful for me. Yeah. That's awesome. I, yeah. Everything you just said, I'm like, I like how you've brought that into our family more because when you grow up going to church and that's kind of the thing, you know, anything else outside of that can feel like scary, but also like you want to find ways to connect to earth or to each other in a spiritual sense. And I appreciate how you've taken the lead in that regard with, with some of these things. Like I, I love our moon rituals that we do because it's connecting and it like, forces us to introspect and our kids to do the same. Like our kids, I think if you were to look at them with the first two or three that we did versus like some of the stuff that they say now, it's like, whoa, there's like these really profound things coming out of this like nine-year-old and the six-year-old. And uh, I like howling at the moon at the end when we just hold hands, like it's the, it's one of the most connecting things in my life. Like I really, I really enjoy that. Really love that. And getting teary because yeah, it's, it like matters a lot to me. Mm. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Do you have some other things? I only have one more and uh, you know, there's probably loads more, but like traveling is something that I, when I do it, I, I just kind of like light up. I remember going to Yosemite and it was for a workshop and I was meeting I went and saw like um, tunnel view, which is like El Cap and half dome. It's like this main view there. And I saw a few other things. And I remember just like the energy of that just got me so pumped. And I went to dinner with these other people who were attending a workshop and I was just like manic as (laughs) fuck dude. And they were like, this guy's kind of crazy. Like they just, they told me like, two or three days later, they're like, yeah, that first night you were like, we were, we were like, this guy's intense. This guy do speed. What's going on? Is this guy on cocaine or uh, like a bunch of Red Bulls or monsters or what? But um, yeah, just traveling. Like I, I went to Banff, Canada with a buddy of mine and like we had so much fun. I went to Portland, Oregon with Katie and we had a blast. We went to Disney as like a, a couple of adults when we were like 23 or whatever. That was one of my most fond memories and vacations ever. 
so it doesn't have to be necessarily something outdoors or outside, but it's just like travel in general to me is sometimes it can feel a little daunting or it's just like taking the time out of your, because I love routine as well. I really love my routines. And so going out of that, I'm like, it's a little daunting to me sometimes. I'm not one of these nomads or one of these free birds that just wants to travel all the time because I just enjoy routine and I love my home too. I'm not necessarily like a home body, but I miss being home whenever I'm gone. So yeah, travel is definitely one for me and I want to do more of it. And in 2022, it seems like we are doing that. Yeah. I mean, I think the other things on my list were also just like, especially being busy parents and business owners and, and workers and all the things like I do really appreciate and find joy too, when we can take time to each do our own things too, sometimes like to just you have time to go do stuff you want to do. And I have time to go do stuff I want to do. Like, I think sometimes we miss that. Um, just like with dates, like if we don't have enough of those times as well, where we're, we're dating ourselves, essentially. Um, I think that can start to steal our joy, um, for each of us. Cause we get kind of stuck in the grind. So I appreciate having that time and space um, to do that. I love playing games and doing puzzles, even though Andrew informed me that puzzles are dorky. <laughs> I own that. I'm a dork. <laughs> yeah. Pole, are puzzles dorky? You it's, tell me. It's fine if they are. Maybe they're not. There's something about puzzles, though. It's like maybe it's like for other people, like pay, playing solitaire or maybe it's like for you playing video games like it it helps my brain like slow down and not be like thinking about a million things Yeah, to do puzzles. So anyway, I like puzzles. Um, I think taking like weekend trips, camping, those kinds of things, like just getting away for a few days can really reset and bring me a lot of joy. Um, reading books, afternoon tea or coffee, and I don't know, there's something about a Sunday morning brunch or breakfast that it just nourishes me differently. Mm. So those are my joy lists. Mm. Yeah. Coffee brings me a lot of joy. Coffee brings me so much joy. And pizza brings me joy too. Yeah. I avoided like writing down <laughs> just things that are like food I or like whatever. Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Meals straight up eating like brings me joy. I think that's important though. Like food is a part of like being a human and like enjoying our experience. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I, you know, I thought I was going to go in this direction, but I feel like it could be its own podcast entirely. Um, you know, there are things that bring us joy, but then there's also things that steal our joy and, you know, comparison, uh, gossip, things like that. And so I think that that might be another episode for maybe next week or another time. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I was encouraged by just this conversation that we had today, but also just our, the lists that we were able to make because it brings more awareness to me. I think sometimes if you just go through life and you're, you're busy, 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 and you don't stop to take time to remind yourself, Oh, Andrew, you like hiking, but you haven't been in a while. You'd probably enjoy that. Not oh, you should be hiking more. It's never a, like, I think my approach with this too is not like a should, you should Mm. be 
hiking more or you should be doing this. It's like, don't you oh, miss I, it? I like that. Yeah. It's like and a it's reminder like, yes, of like, what do we even love about this life? <laughs> yeah. And, and I think the reason like this might be a good two parter is because the things that steal your joy can, can also overshadow some of these things that really bring you joy. So like uh, news media or COVID or like some of these things can really overwhelm and overshadow the parts of you that are happy and joyful and come alive because you just feel this great cloud over your head. So, yeah, I think it's a whole nother episode. I was yeah, just I, looking at my list and I was like, this would totally take up a whole episode. Yeah, work. Cause we're about 40 minutes in and I, I feel like it's not a conversation we could do justice in the next t- five to 10 minutes. I, yeah. So next week, if you join, we'll kind of have a part two of this and it's going to be like, um, you know, what steals your joy. Yeah. I mean, I think it could be the joy journey part two, because it's, Mm -hmm. it's also a part of the joy journey Mm -hmm. is realizing what steals your joy. Yeah. Those thieving cunts. (laughs) Thievery. (laughs) All right, y'all. Yeah. So I guess like soul work wise, if you haven't done this already, if you haven't sat down with yourself and written out your, you know, what brings you joy, sit down and write those things. If you haven't written down what steals your joy, write down some of those things. And if you've already done that, you know, and you have a partner, maybe sit down with them and write out some things that you enjoy doing together. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, share it with someone who you think might get a lot out of it. Um, We appreciate you all. Cheers. Peace y'all. If you are continuing to dig these episodes, you can write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed or following the show by hitting the plus symbol in the upper right-hand corner. If you want to connect with us, follow us on Instagram at Love Wild Collective. Thanks so much for listening. Your story matters.